Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, February 13th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. All right, hey y'all, it is officially the most hungover day in America in an American year. It is the day after the Super Bowl. So happy Monday. <laughs> But before we get started on the NFL side and the Super Bowl, let's start with some baseball because Derek Jeter and A-Rod will be back together again, but this time on TV. Fox Sports announced earlier this week that Jeter will be joining their studio coverage this season. The two were teammates for the Yankees for 10 seasons, so I bet we'll see that chemistry on screen. It was also a big week in the NBA this week as LeBron James passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Kareem had the record from 1984 to 2023 with 38,387 points. Before him, it was Wilt Chamberlain from 1966 to 1984. LeBron has also mentioned that he is not retiring until he can play with his son in the NBA. So we have at least another year. As of tonight being Monday night, LeBron has 38,390 points and counting. Also in the NBA, there was a blockbuster trade between three teams this past week. Russell Westbrook was traded from the Lakers to the Jazz in a three-team, eight-player trade deal. The deal had the Lakers getting D'Angelo Russell, Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Timberwolves get Mike Connolly and Nikhil Alexander-Walker and three second-round picks in 2024, 2025, and 2026. And then the Jazz get Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and Damian Jones, as well as a 2027 first round draft picks. So if you kept all that straight, that was between the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Timberwolves. Moving along to NCAA basketball, there were a lot of losses in the top 25 this week. We started off the week with a Big 12 ranked matchup between number nine, Kansas, and number five, Texas. And the Jayhawks are a basketball blue blood for a reason. They get the W. Tuesday was a blockbuster day as there were four ranked versus ranked matchups one of the ACC number eight UVA beat number 22 NC State after the Wolfpack only scored 20 points in the first half in the Big East number 21 UConn upset number 10 Marquette 87 to 72 in the Big 12 number 12 Kansas State destroyed number 17 TCU by 21 points and in the Big Ten, number 16, Indiana beat number 24, Rutgers, by six, thanks to forward Jackson Davis hitting 2,000 career points. So a busy week. That was just Monday and Tuesday. 12-12, Vanderbilt sunk a buzzer-beater three-pointer to knock off number six, Tennessee, on Wednesday. Needless to say, the fans stormed the court. It was a bad week for the Cyclones as number 11 Iowa State lost to West Virginia by five and then on Saturday pre like proceeded to lose to Oklahoma State. Loyola Marymount took number 15 St. Mary's into overtime and ended up beating them by four. Butler is not having a good year this year and not the year they hoped. 
for being 13 and 13 and 5 and 10 in the Big East, but they did beat number 13 Xavier by three on Friday. That gave their fans a reason, something to cheer for. Saturday was another big day. Stanford, who also has a losing record, beat number four Arizona by nine. Number six, Tennessee lost again, so twice in one week, this time to Mizzou and also by one. Number 12, Kansas State lost to Texas Tech, who is two and 10 in that conference. Number 17, TCU also lost again, this time to number 14, Baylor. Technically not an upset, but still a loss in the top 25. Number 20, Providence played a close one, but ultimately lost to St. John's by five. Number 21, UConn may have gotten a Big weight win earlier in the week, but then they lost to number 23 Creighton on Saturday, 56 to 53. Yikes. Number 24 Rutgers also won't be ranked after this week after losing twice. The This one on Saturday, it was to Illinois by nine. And then the only ranked team to play on Sunday was number one Purdue, who lost to Northwestern after a storm back by the Wildcats. We had a little bit of news in college football. Oklahoma and Texas will leave the Big 12 next year for the SEC. That is one year earlier than they were supposed to move over. The news broke this week, and the two schools will pay the Big 12 $100 million to do it. But not before adding UCF, BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati to this year's schedule, though. I hate that we have to pay $50 million to go to the SEC. I'm not a fan, and I think those of you who know me know that. Speaking of Oklahoma, the Sooners had the most players of any school playing in the Super Bowl last night with six total, four for the Kansas City Chiefs and two for the Eagles. So now let's move on to NFL. Alexa, cue up We Are the Champions for the Kansas City Chiefs as they are the Super Bowl 57 champions. It had everything. It was the first time two starting quarterbacks were black. We even had a Kelsey brother on either side of the matchup, although both played offense, so not on either side of the ball. In the first half, we had a doinked field goal, a defensive scoop and score by the Chiefs, and some drama with Mahomes limping off the field. The Eagles led 24-14 at half. Rihanna crushed halftime and dropped the bomb that she is pregnant again. She had her first baby in May of last year, so that is a quick turnaround. But the Chiefs came out of halftime all fired up and scored on every offensive possession in the second half. This led to their comeback, putting up three straight touchdowns compared to just Philadelphia's field goal at that rate. The Eagles scored a touchdown and a two-point conversion to tie it back up at 35-35 with five minutes left to go in the game. You literally couldn't ask for a better game. But Mahomes earned his MVP award in the final drive, taking the Kansas City team from their own 25 to the Philly 9 for the game-winning field goal with eight seconds left. Now, a holding call against Bradbury on the Eagles on third and eight didn't hurt either, and the Eagles just couldn't do anything with it after those eight seconds, in those eight seconds of the game, and Super Bowl 57 goes home to Kansas City. And as always, the commercials were on point. My personal faves, which I have tagged in the blog post, was Boston Lager, Uber One, Bud and Bud Light. Honorable mentions goes out to GM, Popcorners, Duncan, and Michelob Ultra. 
It was not the only sporting event going on in Arizona on Sunday as the final round of the WM Phoenix Open finished out as well in Phoenix. And Scotty Scheffler won the biggest party on grass, reclaiming his spot as world number one as well. This was his back-to-back victory here at the WM and his fifth PGA Tour title overall. Nick Taylor put up a good fight and was tied before Scotty eagled the 13th hole in the final round. Ultimately, though, Scotty won by two. John Rahm was in second going into the final round, but finished with a 68 to take third. Very little Olympic news this week. Russia has been stripped of its hosting duties for the 2025 Swimming World Championships. Singapore has now been awarded as the new host. Kazan was the original location location in Russia chosen in 2019 and was also the 2015 host city. Worlds will be for swimming, diving, artistic swimming, and water polo. This year's will be held in Japan. That is ends what happened over the last week so now what to watch this upcoming week and it is officially softball season started last week and NCAA baseball begins this week that being said I will do this very similar to how I do NCAA men's basketball whereas run team will be ranked and it has to be televised on a normal channel for me to include it on the blog post and I will only read out those that are matched or ranked first ranked matchups just for the sake of timing. And we do have some of those only in softball as NCAA baseball really isn't on regular scheduled TV until next week. For softball, though, we start Thursday with number 19 Duke at number seven Alabama that they will play at noon on SEC Network and followed by number four Florida State at number 15 Arizona at three on ESPNU. Friday, we have a couple ranked first ranked matchups with number 11 VTech at number three Oklahoma State at 9 a.m. on ESPNU, followed by number six Arkansas at number four Florida State at noon also on ESPNU. And rounding out Friday, number seven Alabama versus number two UCLA at 3 p.m. on ESPN2. Saturday, also catch UCLA, again, number two versus number four, Florida State at 9 a.m. on ESPNU, followed by a doubleheader for UCLA. They then play number 11, VTech, at 2 p.m. on ESPNU. Sunday, you can catch two ranked first ranked matchups. Number two, UCLA versus number 24, Louisiana at 9 a.m. on ESPNU, followed by number four, Florida State versus number seven, Alabama at 4 p.m. on ESPN. So I know you heard a lot of those same schools and those same rankings coming around quite often. That is because all of those teams will be playing in the Tax Act Clearwater Invitational. That's why you kind of get that round robin between all of those ranked teams. In the NBA this week on Tuesday, catch the Celtics at the Bucks, Bucks at 6.30 p.m. on TNT. That is a huge game as that is number one versus number two in the East. Then followed by Warriors at the Clippers at 9. On Wednesday, catch the Cavaliers at the 76ers at 6.30 on ESPN. Another big matchup on the East. That's number 3 versus number 4. Followed by the Pelicans at the Lakers at 9. And then on Thursday, catch the Bucks at the Bulls at 6.30 p.m. on TNT. And the Clippers at the Suns at 9. The Clippers versus Suns will also be 5 versus 6 this time in the West. Then you won't have any NBA games as the NBA 
NBA All-Star Game will be on Sunday night. Team Johannes versus Team LeBron. They will play at 7 p.m. You can catch that on TNT and TBS. For NCAA basketball, we have got a couple of ranked versus ranked matchups. On Tuesday, number 18, Creighton at number 24, Providence. They will play at 6 p.m. On Wednesday, newly crowned number one, Alabama at number 10, Tennessee. They will play at 6 p.m. on ESPN2, followed by number 16, Xavier at number 11, Marquette, also at 6 at CBSSN. Number 22, TCU will also play at number 19, Iowa State at 8 p.m. on ESPNU. Then we don't have another ranked first ranked matchup until Saturday when you can, again, catch number 19, Iowa State, at number 12, Kansas State. They play at 1 p.m. on ESPN. And then you might as well stay on that channel for another Big 12 matchup between number 9, Baylor, at number 5, Kansas. They play at 3 on that same channel. You may think football is over, but the new season of the XFL begins this weekend. So they will premiere teams that will actually start on Saturday. The Vegas Vipers at the Arlington Renegades at 2 p.m. on ABC. Your girl will be actually in attendance at that game for the opening game of the entirely new XFL. Remember, now it is owned by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So this is a whole new XFL. Also on Saturday, Orlando Guardians at the Houston Roughnecks next at 7.30 p.m. You can watch that on ESPN and FX. Then Sunday, catch the St. Louis Battlehawks at the San Antonio Brahmas at 2 p.m. on ABC. And then the Seattle Sea Dragons at DC Defenders at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Moving along to golf, it is the Genesis Invitational this week for the PGA Tour, and a big headline is that Tiger Woods will actually be playing. This is the first time in a long time that we have seen him on course, and he is actually the host of this event. So not super surprising he will be in attendance, but a little surprising that he will play. But that round one will begin on Thursday. You can catch that at 4 p.m. on Golf Channel. Round two will be Friday at the same time. Then on Saturday, catch round three at first on Golf Channel at 1 p.m., followed by CBS at 2. Same for the final round on Sunday, finishing up that Genesis Invitational at 1 p.m. on Golf Channel and then 2 p.m. on CBS. We have a couple hockey games on regular scheduled programming. On Wednesday, catch the Blackhawks at the Maple Leafs at 6. That will be on TNT, followed by the Avalanche at the Wild at 8.30. Thursday, you can catch the Devils at the Blues at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Then Friday, the Kings at the Ducks. Ducks at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Saturday, the Capitals at the Hurricanes at 7 on ABC. We do have a lot of Olympic sports going on this weekend, particularly starting on Friday with a bunch of women's gymnastics, NCAA gymnastics. So Alabama versus Georgia at 6 p.m. on SEC Network. Stay on that channel for Arkansas versus Kentucky at 7.30. Then Florida versus LSU at 8 on ESPN. Two. Saturday, tune in for Alpine Skiing. This will be the World Cup highlights. It most likely will feature the women's giant slalom runs as well as the slalom runs. So we'll see if Michaela Schifrin can add another title to her already killer season. 
and that will be at 1.30 p.m. on NBC, followed by track and field. It will be USATF's indoor championships. They will play that also on NBC at 3 p.m. Sunday, catch more Alpine skiing, World Cup highlights. This will most likely be the men's slalom at 2 p.m. on NBC, followed by figure skating for the ISU Four Continents men and women's free skate at 3 p.m. on NBC, and then women's gymnastics to round out the weekend, Auburn versus Mizzou at 5 p.m. on SEC Network. That wraps it up for me this week. It was a shorter than normal episode as, hey, even I don't like working the Monday after the Super Bowl. But fear not, football is not over as we have the XFL beginning this week. Check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for more times and games. Happy Valentine's Day, and I'll catch you all next week.